Hey guys, Eric Lindine here. I'm the lead pastor of Mosaic Church in Maple Grove, Minnesota. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you, and that this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Enjoy the message. I just want to talk a little bit about fathers and spiritual fathers. You know, the Bible talks a lot about Jesus as God as our father, that he is the father to the fatherless, that even if we don't have a good example, God is a good father to us. But also, Paul talks about being a spiritual father to young men and investing in them on just, you know, um, you know, what, what you've learned, he poured into Timothy, to other people. And so in our lives, we can have our natural-born fathers investing in us, but also we have these spiritual fathers, maybe who have taught us something, who invested in us. Um, and then there, and I would even put in that category, we have coaches and mentors in our life who have invested in, in us. So um, what I want to do is I want to just, we're going to have a little bit of open share time because it's kind of more casual tonight. Um, I preached this morning here at CCC on John 4, so I could do a 35-minute message for y'all that I preached this morning. I was like, I don't feel like doing that again. So I thought that would be kind of fun. Let's just share stories about our natural-born dads. Um, just, again, it's Father's Day. And I understand it can be a tough day for a lot of people, but now how, how have your dads invested in you? Just tell them the stories of, you know, of just kind of meaningful and Someone in your life, maybe, um, if you don't want to talk about your natural, uh, your parent, but uh, a spiritual father, someone who invested in you, someone who discipled you, um, you know, maybe a, maybe a, a coach, a, a teacher, someone, again, who, who taught you something. And, and it doesn't even have to just be spiritual things. But I thought it would be kind of nice um, just to take some time and just celebrate the people in our lives who have invested in us and share stories and, and encourage um, those um, so I'll go in a little bit, but um, I'm wondering, someone who would like to share about their dad, and Talos, come on down. That was a quick hand. I love it. Yeah, sweet. Uh, yeah, I can share a little bit about my dad and then a, a spiritual father as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, my dad, I would say my dad a lot, he kind of more led by, has led by example. Uh, my mom is really like outspoken about things but my dad is just kind of a like a quiet steady presence that um that I don't know can continues to invest in us through actions through the ways that he uh, pushes himself and then pushes us and then even like I don't know I can remember a few times like wanting to quit things when they get hard and he's just like that's just you know in a loving way like tell me more but also that's just not like probably the go-to so um how do we stick through it and keep going so I really admire my dad a lot in just the ways that he was able to um, open up space for me whenever I needed to just kind of um, talk to him and, and he just, you know, listen. Uh, and then uh, I would say another kind of spiritual father uh, kind of came in um, uh, college. I would say, you know, I called him mentor, friend, but um, his name was Paul. Uh, he, he just, he was extremely generous with his time and, and his resources uh, and then, you know, he taught me one of my favorite phrases. He, he told me one time when I was, like, having a hard time, he said, like, uh, you know, in any choice, you only, you only ever get to choose either faith or fear. 
And so, like, which one, which one are you going to choose? Um, so that stuck with me a long time. Um, and just a, kind of a fun example of his generosity. He used to really, like, whoop my butt and uh, rack a ball. And, and he would always say, like, winner buys dinner. And so he, like, would, like, put this, like, not, uh, he would, like, try to make it a competitive thing because um, he knew I wanted to beat him. But then also just kind of playing into that generosity and saying, like, I know I'm probably going to win, and I'd honestly like to serve you with dinner anyway. So um, it was just cool. So, yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Wait, hold, wait one second. We're going to do some Q&A, too. Okay. Spotlight. Yes. Right. If you had to describe Paul in one word, what would you say? Well, okay, hyphenated. Li- life-giving. Sure. Life life-giving. I like that. Yeah. And then your dad, one word. Yeah. Uh, Caring, Karen. I'd say, yeah. Nice. Steady, she said steady, but I pointed to her as if I was going to say what she said. <laughs> yeah, I love it, I love it. Good, good, awesome, uh, thanks. Yeah. All right, who wants to go? Who wants to share about spiritual dad or your real dad on Father's Day? Ethan, come on down. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to share a little bit about my dad. Um, and if I had to give him a one-word um, title, I would have to say selfless. Um, he's probably the most selfless person I've ever met and it took me until I was probably like 18 to like I fully realized it but I realized that every single time without fail anytime one of us kids hey dad are you gonna eat your last slice of pizza (laughs) he'll say no no you can have it or hey dad would you mind helping me out with this yeah yeah I can set down what I'm doing right now and help you out with that anytime my mom was like honey I really don't feel like picking up your sit like um, the, the, the youngest daughter, Lydia, um, he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll go. And he'll go out there and drive every single time without fail. There's pretty much any time you asked him something and he was able to lay down what he was doing at that moment, he would without fail. And I don't know how much I can live up to that <laughs> with just like who I am as a person. Like, like you know, you sometimes I'm a little stubborn. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably can't. Um, and so like, as myself becoming a father here very shortly, I'm, like, trying to, like, think of all the other things that, like, I can try to emulate with him. But his ability to also, anytime one of us kids found a new hobby that we love doing, my dad would always try to be interested in it. And with every one of us kids, he found something that he could enjoy with us and has that with all of us. With me, that's baseball. With my younger brother, that was video games for a long time. With my sister, that was puzzles. Another sister, that was TV shows. Where he would find something with each of us kids he would be able to invest in a lot of time into. And so, um, yeah, that's a little bit about my dad. If you had to compare your dad to somebody from the Bible, who would you pick? Man, somebody from the Bible. Um... Man, I, I'm not sure exactly. Who are, who are you thinking? I feel like you have someone exactly in <laughs> uh, mind. I'd probably go the Apostle John. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's a pretty good answer. Oh, why? Yeah, uh, he's the youngest, which your dad is, and uh, just kind of steady and quiet. Um, yeah, he was always... My dad was always the background guy 
Yeah. Um, if you know Josh McDermott here, that's who my dad was for our my churches growing up. Um, and I was always a part of um, church plants with my dad. And I would always wake up at 6.30 in the morning <laughs> every single Sunday. And he would get me a donut sometimes, and we would go to church. And you know, I'd be the loud kid running down the hallways with my friends. But he would always be there setting up setting up lights, setting up sound at the soundboard. And he was always just in the background, just happy as a clam, not being in front of anybody. He would preach every once in a while, but, you know... Um, I'm not that. <laughs> I'd much rather be in front. <laughs> Amen. That's true. Thanks for the mic. All right. Who else wants to talk about their dad or a spiritual father? Dad, come on down. <laughs> well, anybody that knows me knows that I'm uh, uh, pretty much a type A guy, and I'm always doing things and a lot of things. And my dad was not that, but... I've always tried to remember him and think, okay, you know, the things that I remember most about my dad, appreciate the most, I still try to do because he loved life more than anybody I know I've ever met. And, but he did it in his own way. He loved, uh, he, he loved sitting in the front, on the front porch swing set with a pipe in one hand, a cup of coffee in the other, and just relaxing, just chilling, watching the sunset, sitting next to my mom. And uh, he loved feeding the birds. He loved hearing the birds. He loved farming. He loved just doing things at his pace, which was not my pace. <laughs> but... You know, I just, I, I love that about him because he was joyful in his own way. And I loved his laugh and his smile. And most of all, uh, I loved how much he loved my mom, you know, because he just, uh, he showed it all the time, especially in that era of the 1950s and 60s. You weren't supposed to do that. But my dad would be kissing my mom in front of us, hugging her, uh, telling her how much he Loved her and how great, special she was. And, of course, us guys were like, oh, Dad, stop it. You know, but it was so refreshing to see that. And, and he just gave himself uh, for, for everybody else but himself. I mean, you know, he's not like men today that had a boat or went fishing or went hunting or went golfing. He just did whatever he needed to do for the family, for the five kids, and for mom. And, and he loved doing that. And he drove a school bus for like 35 years. And he did the kindergarten route and the morning route and the evening route and the special ed route, whatever he could, in addition to farming. So you'd think that might be type A, but no, that wasn't. It was just slowly paced going to the bus and slowly paced coming home and feeding the cows, you know, milking the cow and stuff. But just a, a man of God that was just solid and loved God and loved people. If you had to describe your dad in one word, what would you pick? Hmm. Well, it's more than steady. I would say um, centered, joyful, uh, loving life. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right, who, who wants to go now? Brian. All right. I'll share a little bit about my dad. Um, and people who know my dad, uh, I'll give a little bit different picture of than the man that they know today. Um, my my dad today is uh, is amazing. He's uh, always been a church leader. Um, he is a professor at Bethel. 
and has invested 40 years of his life into uh, college students and, and really intentional about building relationships with them and help shepherd them and disciple them more than just be a teacher, right? Uh, um, but uh, the thing that I recognize about my dad the most is how hard it was for him um, because I was an accident. Um, <laughs> I, I was not planned. Uh, my parents got married after dating for a very short time because of me. And, uh, you know, early on in their marriage, they committed to work really, really hard to make that work uh, and to make God the, the foundation of their marriage. And so I think that says a lot about my dad's character. Um, but then he always had to work hard. And I remember him working really hard to be a dad. Um, Little things, uh, you know, things like coaching and things like that came naturally to him because he got to have fun. Uh, but the one that really stands out to me is uh, his, his father, uh, my grandfather, was also an amazing Christian man. But one of the things that he didn't do as a father is he never told my dad that he loved him. And that was one thing that my dad recognized and said, this is one thing that I want to do differently and so one of the things that I find really amazing about my dad is that he always went out of his way intentionally, constantly to tell us and let us know that he loved us uh, to the point where even, you know, and it never stopped. It never has stopped. I still get text messages every once in a while that say, hey, don't really want anything. Just wanted to tell you that I loved you. Like, and so his commitment to that uh, has been one of the things that's been pretty amazing. If you had to compare your dad to someone from the Bible, who would you pick? Oh, man. That's tough. That's so hard. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, man, someone, someone who's really just a, a servant, mm. um, you know, who is willing to be there. Uh, yeah. for people and support people yeah. and, and, and love, love on them. Yeah. I'm going to go James, the older brother of John, because James and John were loud and boisterous, the sons of thunder, and your dad is, like, loud and joyful and full of life, and I think, yeah, he would have liked people. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. Who else wants to go? Any of the younger people in the room? Oh, okay, there's a hand. Christina. And then Owen's been volunteered. figured at least one woman should talk. I know, I was like, I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, my dad and I are very similar personalities, so we do not get along a lot of the times, because um, we both have very big personalities, and we both are very passionate and stubborn, um, but we also both care a lot and love other people a lot, and I was also an accident. <laughs> Uh, but I, I was an accident when they were 17, and he was a junior in high school when they got pregnant, and he never once faltered in saying, okay, that's my baby, that's my daughter. He was ready to marry my mom. As soon as he found out, she said no to that and made him wait, um, but he never, he never held back. He just, he immediately was like, 
all right, well, that wasn't planned, but God's going to make it work. And um, his dad is the same way. It was his dad's a pastor and a chaplain and very much a Christian. And so when he went to him and said, she's pregnant, it was kind of a surprise to everybody that instead of being like upset that he had gotten pregnant and sinned at, at that age and and done this, he said, okay, well, God's got a plan. So that's our granddaughter. That's our baby girl now. And my mom's dad did the same thing. And so my dad has always been surrounded by really strong men who taught him how to be a dad and how to be a man. And he, he never, he never doesn't tell me he loves me. He never doesn't tell me how proud of me he is to the point where I get uncomfortable because social anxiety is fun. So, but he, he does it anyways. He ignores my uncomfortableness and, and just says too bad. I'm proud of you and I love you. And he just, I mean, he, a couple years ago, he was struggling with his mental health and, um, he almost walked out of his marriage and my mom and, um, but the one thing he always said when he, even when he was, I found out after the fact that he was considering it, um, after he had set, decided not to, but he said, I was never leaving you, even if I did move out of the house. And he said, because that was my big concern, is I was, I was angry at him, and I said, you were going to leave me. And he said, I was never leaving you. And thankfully, he, he got turned around by Eric, and... Eric looked at him and said, you're being stupid. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Don't do this. And he, he did. He stuck with it, and he just he committed himself again to my mom and never stopped. And I don't think he ever will. Nice. I know who your dad is in the, in the Bible, but who do you think? I have literally no idea. <laughs> oh, that's super easy. I want to know who Oh, he's, he's Peter all the way. He'll chop a guy's ear off. No, no questions true. asked. Yeah, that's yeah. For sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. That's all, yeah, that was obvious. All right, who else wants to go? Owen and Josh, come on down. Both you guys. Both you guys. One than the other. Um... My dad is in the corner over there. <laughs> um, he really likes to like bond with uh, us kids. He likes to take us to places. Um, last year, uh, he took me and Emmett to Valley Fair. It was like my third time being there. And Emmett was we're going to go on the wild thing together. And my dad brought his phone, and we got a great picture of Emmett. Emmett's also in the corner over there. Um, so that was great. And then the first time I went on wild thing with my dad, he was laughing the whole time because I was terrified. <laughs> and I was, like, clinging to the bar, trying not to die. And my dad was just laughing, and it was great once I got off. And I did it again. <laughs> Your turn. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to say about my dad. And he's the most adaptive person I've ever met. He, it's a very strange thing to say, 
but it's true. Um, he, like, just coaching me in baseball, like, he never did it before. He never did it before and then came in and did it, and now he's still doing it with my two different teams, and it's just really cool. And he he did it my first year, and then my second time doing it, he, he didn't. He didn't do it. He was like, I can't not be there. So he was there. Now he's been there every single time. It's been a really cool thing. And, yeah, like, if you threw him in a jungle, I feel like he would be, like, lost. I feel like he would be on that island and just, like, surviving because he's so adaptive. It's so weird to say that, but it's just true. And just all my, like, mental health, he's, he had no clue what to do. And now he's just helped me every step of the way, so, yeah, and I want to say about my spiritual father, and that is my teacher, Mr. Dallow, he is one of the greatest people I've ever met, he's just super cool guy, he, he's just like, he sent me a video on my birthday, and he's like, just be crazy about God, I was like, I will, and so, yeah, and he's just always just been there, like, if I feel like a little sad, I'd just be like, yo, Josh, you good? I'll be like, yeah. And he'll be like, okay. And then we just go on. And then it's just like this, it's just pretty cool. Yeah. If you, yeah, anyone from the Bible you can think of? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm going to go Matthew, the tax collector, because he's probably really good at math. Oh, yes, for sure. <laughs> Troy's really good at math and really smart, that kind of stuff. Peter, honestly. Peter? It's just, <laughs> sure. I'll chop a dude's ear off. Yeah, I feel like you would. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, who wants to go now? Katie, come on. Or come on down, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to bounce in the back. <laughs> Sorry. It's a blind spot right um, a few of you have maybe met my dad. He's been here a few times, but uh, he is just the most joyful person. Um, and I would say, the, other than like spiritual, we'll get to that, but um, spiritually, or other than that, um, the thing he taught me that I carry with me most is the attitude of, well, that didn't work. <laughs> no big deal. We'll try again, do it a different way, see how it goes. Um, and that has been a very helpful attitude in life. Um, spiritually, um, he, um, we'd always see him in the morning. He would get up. He has eight children. And he would get up before all of us so that he would have time to read his Bible. So when we were waking up, there was dad and mom um, reading their Bibles. It was a fantastic um, example to set. He blessed us um, every night, like put hands on our heads and blessed us even the kitties. Um, <laughs> so he was just um, a goofball, and he loved Jesus. He um, just raised us up in a really loving and supportive home. He was steadfast. I got my love of tinkering from him, so if there's an appliance that's broken, I will totally take it apart. My mom has gotten mad at me because I'm out in the yard taking apart our lawnmower, trying to fix it, <laughs> and going, well, that didn't work. Better call the repair van. <laughs> but that is my dad. He's just uh, curious and a goofball and wonderful. Thanks. What's the one word you'd use for your dad? Yes. What's the Bible character? I said goofball. Yes. I said goofball. That's right. um, 
I, okay, so I've been thinking about this because I had time now, um, but David, because um, David was given a promise, but it didn't come like right away, and he had a lot of struggles, and he just had to walk basically blindly by faith, and that was my dad raising eight kids on one salary. Um, he just had to trust God that it was going to work because there were so many months where I know even as a little kid that they were short, and somehow God provided, and my dad just kept walking and kept trusting. And now I would say that he's like King David. He's got all the grandkids. He just gets to do whatever he wants. <laughs> and he's just peaceful, which David was kind of a warrior. But in the later years was a little bit more peaceful. And that's totally my dad. That's awesome. Nice. Who else? Lauren, come on down. Um, yeah, so my dad has always been... Um, someone that's really hardworking um, and invests. And we actually just built a deck. And part of that, of like why we did it ourselves was because I saw my dad building decks and like he would, he was a very do-it-yourself. You know, if the car was broken, he would be in there trying to fix it. So when we bought an old house kind of by Osseo and something stopped working, it was like, call my dad and he would be there to help um, and figure it out. Um, I remember that in high school too. I had um, math homework or physics homework and couldn't figure it out. He was always there um, to help figure it out and um, just very um, persistent in that. And kind of similar to Ryan, um, he was grown up in a home that no one said, I love you, didn't give hugs. And I didn't know that until like I got older and saw kind of that difference because he was always there and said, I love you, and kind of gave awkward hugs. I was kind of like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, this doesn't come natural to you. You didn't experience this, but, like, he chose to push through and, um, yeah, make that change for um, myself and my sisters, and I just, yeah, I really appreciate that, and kind of as he's worked through some and kind of experiencing hard stuff right now with mental health, like, to see him come and say, like, hey, can you can you pray for me? This is really hard, and, um, yeah, as someone that Usually he's a, I can do this kind of a thing, but to see him be vulnerable as well um, has been really eye-opening, and to see him be um, a grandpa to our kids and um, just be there for them, I just really appreciate it. He's, yeah, I've, we're very similar, too. He's very hardworking, so yeah. <laughs> and, and from the Bible, you can think of your dad. <sighs> Probably like Matthew, very, like, quiet, but... He's a really smart guy, so, yeah. Nice. I like it. Noah, he's a builder. <laughs> Who else wants to go? Levi, come on down. My dad is very funny. <laughs> he will always take me to all the Marvel movies that when they first come out, which is very fun. I don't have anymore. <laughs> what's, what's one thing your dad taught you about life? Anything? I don't know. You don't know? Okay, okay, good, good. Can you think of one word to describe your dad? Nice. Nice. I like it. Good. Good. I like it. Anybody else? I see Rush Danielson's hand. Come on down, Rush. Uh, 
My dad's right there. Um, <laughs> he's fun. He like plays with us and stuff. <laughs> um, uh, um. What's something your dad's taught you? Anything you respect or admire about your dad? Uh, he's a hard worker. Yeah. Nice. Can you think of anyone from the Bible that your dad reminds you of? Matthew. Matthew? Nice. He's smart. He's smart. Good. <laughs> Excellent. Good. Good job, Rush. Um, yeah, well, my dad is in the room as well. He's right there in the yellow shirt. Uh, uh, my dad's taught me a lot about being a husband and a dad and uh, a leader in the church and a hard worker and, um, yeah, always loved us kids, supported us and cheered us on. Um, and I was always, um, we knew that he was there for us. Uh, a lot of times my dad's work schedule, he would work evenings or weekends, so different kind of schedule, but I always knew he was in our corner and ma made the most of his opportunities to be there for us when he could be, um, and still cheering me on uh, at the church and always there supporting us. Um, and then I've had a number of spiritual fathers in my life as well who really invested in me. Um, I grew up at a church, if you didn't know that, just down the road from here. Uh, Maple Grove, Assembly of God Church. We were there from about 1985 to 2000-ish. And uh, there were a number of men in that church. We were a small church. I think we never broke 200 people. I think we were around 100-something most of my time there. Uh, but the neat thing was, again, like it really was like a family where you had um, these kind of older adults pouring into you and sometimes correcting you when you did knuckleheaded stuff, and they'd call you out on that. Uh, and in particular... Um, that's a uh, guy named uh, uh, Mark Brown. Uh, was my is my best friend's dad, and uh, uh, Mark ran sound uh, at our church for a couple decades. Uh, now they have a he has a company with his with his son, my best friend Dan, and they run sound for like the president of the United States to Elton John to everybody. It's pretty amazing. Um, but uh, he, he invested in us. Uh, we were in a program at our church called Royal Rangers. Anyone else was a Royal Ranger? Probably not. It's like uh, Boy Scouts for Jesus. Uh, and so um, little known fact, I did that through I was 18, senior of high school. I was cool. Um, we did it secretly on Sunday nights. So I got my equivalent of the Eagle Scout Award. So we basically took all the Boy Scout requirements and then added church and Bible stuff to it. So I was an Eagle Scout. It's called something different. But anyways, uh, but, but Mark was my leader in that for seven years, I think, roughly. Um, uh, just making sure that me and his son Dan like, would finish well and, and we'd get our gold medal achievement. It was called our Eagle Scout Award uh, when we were 18. And uh, yeah, just he wasn't a very like soft man, <laughs> but... Uh, just I remember it learned so much about him, took me camping a lot, uh, taught me a lot just about um, God, and yeah, it was just, it was, it was cool to have that. So 
again, I think Father's Day, again, there lots of emotions. Some of us had good fathers, some of us didn't. And so I was thinking about it, you know, I think, again, we, we all have the opportunity. We've been talking about this kind of like, how do you want to be remembered? What kind of legacy do you want to leave? How do you want to invest your time? And we all can make a choice now to say, hey, that's the kind of person I want to be. Uh, and, and we can all choose to be a spiritual parent to those in this room. You know, almost every single Sunday, we have roughly the same number of kids in our kids' rooms as in here. <laughs> it's about a one-to-one ratio, which is pretty crazy. Uh, we're a very young church. But again, that gives us lots of opportunities to invest in the next generation, whether it's officially by serving in kids' ministry, you know, being a youth leader, or just unofficially. You know, um, just being around, remembering kids' names, using their names. Um, you know, when we do block parties, you know, have fun with them. You know, play volleyball, play wiffle ball, that kind of stuff. Um, let's just let's not be adults who are distant from the kids, you know, in our church. Let's let's really invest in them and not kind of abdicate that responsibility to others. I think that's the beauty of a small church, is that we can know each other and be known, and and we can kind of be this family where we're investing in each other's kids, uh, loving into each other. So we're gonna move uh, into a time of food here a little bit. I don't know what the weather's doing outside. If we'll play some yard games or not. Is it raining? We'll see. Uh, but I'm going to pray for dinner, and then Katie's going to need some help with tables and chairs or whatever, so let's head in there. Um, but let me pray, and then we'll share a meal together. God, thank you uh, for this unexpected time together. Um, God, we pray that we'll be able to reschedule baptisms here soon. But thank you just for this evening. God, thank you for uh, the fathers that we've known, the spiritual fathers who have poured into us. Uh, just the different people in our lives who have impacted us for you. God, I also pray for those that this is just a tough day. Um, I pray for your grace. God, I pray for your hope and peace it would just be so evident and near to them. God, I pray as we move into this mealtime, uh, Lord, as, as, we, as we eat, as we talk, that we would uh, just put our walls down to get to know each other, to invest in the kids to learn their names and just who they are um, and, and just to be a good uh, model and witness to these children. Thank you, God, for the blessing of children and family and church and food and uh, just bless all the preparations. And we pray, amen. Thank you so much for joining us on the Mosaic Maple Grove podcast. I want to encourage you to take the message you just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thank you to everyone who gives to Mosaic Maple Grove. Your generosity allows this message to go out into the world. You can be a part of the Mosaic Tribe by going to mymosaicchurch.com. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast with your friends and family. Thanks again for listening. Grace and peace, my friends.